Hey friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I am genuinely so excited that you are tuning in today. Wild Hearts is for those who are passionate about diving deep, keeping it real, reclaiming their passions, and getting after the things that they were made to do without apology. In each episode, I sit down with a fellow Wild Heart to talk about life, travel, faith, and everything in between. So let's dive in. So I was inspired by my friend Alexis Teichmiller, who recently did Instagram Lives and turned them into podcast episodes, or did Instagram Lives while she was recording podcast episodes. So I'm doing the same thing right now, and the setup is very interesting. We have my phone right here, and then my computer right here, and my podcast mic right down here, and um, we're just going to try something different. I feel like this is a season of doing things that are a little bit scary, um, or that you haven't done before, just getting out of your comfort zone, taking little risks. And today kind of feels like one. I've never done an Instagram live, uh, super intimidating. Don't really love it, but we're here and we're showing up anyway. So, um, I'm recording a podcast episode right now, all about overcoming self-limiting beliefs. This is something that I have personally been learning a lot about in this season. And um, particularly with my counseling journey, honestly, I've been in counseling again um, since November, and it has been so insightful, so impactful. We've been just peeling back layers um, of things that, you know, I didn't think were issues, and it turns out um, they are impacting my life as an adult. And so uh, it's been really cool, really hard, um, but I've been learning a lot about just core beliefs, core fears, things that have probably, if I'm honest, held me back for years and years and years and kept me playing really small. And I think I just realized through this journey for myself that self-limiting beliefs are um, very common, very common, um, pervasive even in the life of most people. And they hold us back from really doing or going after the things that we really want to do. So I want to do a quick little podcast episode slash Instagram live um, about overcoming those self-limiting beliefs. So first, let's go over what are even self-limiting beliefs, because it's kind of like an ethereal term. Like if you don't know what a self-limiting belief is, you could think anything is a self-limiting belief. But essentially, they're assumptions or perceptions or really beliefs uh, that we have about ourselves and how the world works around us. Um, And those are often things that hold us back, like I said earlier, from going after the things that we want or are capable of. And these beliefs honestly begin taking shape as as children. When we're kids, um, they're often formed in kind of those formative years and in relationship with um, our parents or any other kind of like dominant or um, in-charge figures that we have in our life. And um, the older we get, the more complex and complicated, honestly, those beliefs end up becoming. And um, yeah, to the point that like we might even start looking for more evidence to support those beliefs that we've kind of already established since childhood. So basically, the older we get, the more complex those things get and the more foundational they become for us whether or not they are actually true, which can be for better or worse. Um, So yeah, no matter how false those core beliefs you might have um, may be, um, they're going to probably get stronger and that foundation is going to continue to grow the older you get, which is a little bit scary, um, especially if they are false. And um, 
also those self-limiting beliefs can and most often do impact the way that we behave, the way we interact with the world, the way we um, act in relationships with others, be it our family, our friends, partners, all those sorts of things. These, these beliefs that we end up having that form from childhood impact the way that we behave um, into adulthood again, for better or for worse. And so they just become a foundation for us to kind of understanding the world and the role that we play in the world, meaning it can be um, more difficult the older you get to kind of work past those beliefs that may be holding you back from the things that you feel called to do, the things that you really want to do, the things you dream about doing. And so through my counseling journey so far, We've been learning a lot about these fears that I have. I have a lot of fears um, that stem from these core beliefs I have, these self-limiting beliefs I have. And um, honestly, I think they've held me back for most of my adult life. And honestly, as a teenager, when I reflect back on kind of my time in middle school and high school and um, a lot of the emotions and feelings that I was dealing with at that time that I didn't know how to express. I didn't have the tools and resources to explore and express in healthy ways um, stemmed out of these core beliefs that I had, which I now know as an adult were very much self-limiting beliefs. Um, And so I'm going to get just real vulnerable with you guys here and share what some of those self-limiting beliefs were and still are. Um, But thankfully, we're working through them. I cannot thank my counselor enough. for helping me get there and feel comfortable to go through these things and clearly feel comfortable enough to share with you guys on the internet. So um, some of those core beliefs that I've had that have become self-limiting beliefs are that I'm not good enough or that I'm not the best. Um, I really struggle with the not good enough, or really it's just not enough, not talented enough, not beautiful enough, not um you know, resourceful enough, whatever it may be, there's like this blank. So I'm not blank enough. That has been a belief that has honestly carried me through most of my life until this point. Um, And it's kept me small. It's kept me really small. So if I'm not talented enough, then why try to do something new? Or if I'm not good enough, or I'm not resourceful enough, why even attempt, right? It just keeps me small. It keeps me from doing things. Um, And I think a lot of us, honestly, I think women often too struggle with that fear of not being enough in some capacity. And so, um, yeah, not enough is one of my big core beliefs, which has become a self-limiting belief. Another is um, who cares? It's a big one for me. Um, Like who would care about what I do? Who would care if I decided to travel the world? Who would care if I tried to start a business? Who cares is a really big one for me. Um, And so, and, and kind of coupled with that, it's a little bit of like, it's already been done or someone's already doing it. So why would I do it too? If there's already someone out there who's better or who has a bigger following or fill in the blank. So who cares? Who would care if I tried to do this thing? Who would care if I, you know, and so then I don't do it. And that's more too of a fear of like rejection. Oh, oh shoot. I didn't think I'd go there, but I definitely do fear rejection. Um, and that has kept me small in many ways. Uh, one is just putting myself out there in general for jobs, opportunities, um, friendships, relationships. That's the big one is like dating. Um, I've been pretty candid about my dating <laughs> or lack thereof, uh, situation. I haven't dated in 10 years since I was in college. Um, and it's partially, partially been circumstantial. Like I just haven't had time. 
Um, I haven't prioritized it. I've been focused on other things like getting out of debt or traveling. Um, but I also think that there is a undercurrent of this just fear of rejection, uh, fear of not being enough, like I said earlier. So yeah, that's definitely a self-limiting belief as well. Um, another one, which is kind of sad to share, but is true for my story is that um, I'm not worth sticking around for. And um not trying to gain a bunch of sympathy here by sharing that at all, just trying to be honest and vulnerable. I'm not worth sticking around for it has been a core belief of mine for a very long time based on some stuff from my childhood, um, stuff from dating, quote unquote, when I was in middle school and high school, things like that. And so that's definitely a foundational belief I've had for a really long time is that I'm just not worth sticking around for, um, which leads to this, I, I realized in counseling that two of my biggest fears, uh, which are definitely self-limiting beliefs in some form or fashion, are that I have this fear of abandonment, um, which I'm not worth sticking around for, fear of abandonment, um, that leads to a fear of commitment. And then that fear of commitment feeds my fear of abandonment. And so it's just this kind of infinity sign. Um, it's very cyclical. They feed one another and it keeps me from putting myself out there in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's definitely another self-limiting belief that I have. And yeah, if I were to sum it all up, I think the not enough, that I'm not enough is probably the most prominent um, core belief, self-limiting belief that I've had from childhood until now. And has affected a lot of what I have done and what I haven't done in my life thus far. Um, I think that they've all just kept me um, pretty reserved in a lot of ways, pretty small, kept me from putting myself out there. Um, it's scary and it's intimidating to do that. And so those are some of my self-limiting beliefs. Um, but in the last six months, through my counseling journey, through some um, other relationships I have. I'm in a creative mastermind with some really wonderful women. Um, I've just been learning a lot and a lot has been revealed about these core beliefs that are them being not true. Those things being hindrances and um, things that just try to hold me back from really getting after the things that I want. And so, um, yeah, I've talked about my counseling journey in the past on the podcast and here on Instagram. And I just think it bears repeating that counseling is Honestly, one of the greatest gifts I think anyone could give themselves, choosing to go see a counselor. And um, for me, it has been the greatest gift I've given myself in this last year was choosing to get back to counseling, talk to someone who is not only trained to read between the lines and see patterns and things like that, but you add on to the fact that a counselor is objective. They don't know you beyond what you'd share with them. And so they're not going to tiptoe around things. They're going to hit you head on. Um, and as much as you're comfortable, peel back the layers of your life. And so, um, yeah, I feel like I've been peeling back a lot of layers in this season of just some like micro traumas and then some not so micro traumas from my childhood. Um, things with my family, my parents' divorce, um, things I chose to do, and then things that happened to me in um, adolescence. So between middle school and high school. And so it's been really fascinating to realize like, oh, I have these really self-limiting beliefs that I didn't even recognize were fueled by these false core beliefs about who I am and how the world functions around me and how then 
therefore I should interact with the world. Um, and so as we've been kind of uncovering those false core beliefs, we've been learning, and by we, I mean, I don't know why I'm talking about myself like I'm in the third person, but I, I mean in terms of like me and my counselor together, working together, we've just realized like, oh, these core beliefs stemmed from this circumstance or this situation or this comment that was made to you in these super formative years in your childhood. Now we need to kind of combat those with what the actual truth is. So figuring out what is false versus what is true based on what happened in my childhood and therefore freeing me as an adult now to recognize when false beliefs or um, self-limiting beliefs pop up um, so that I can kind of shove them to the side, call them out for what they are, and that's false or limiting, and choose to move forward anyway. Um, Yeah, I guess the biggest thing we've realized or I've realized in the journey so far over the last few months is just that fear has been an undercurrent in a lot of my um, decision-making and a lot of my, um, I don't even know how to say it, a lot of my dreaming. That's a good way to say it. Fear has been an undercurrent in my dreams and my decisions over the last 10 to 20 years. Oh, God, that's a long time. I'm feeling old. Um, But they have. I just think that my fears of being a disappointment, not being a disappointment. I don't fear being a disappointment. I fear being disappointed, which is very different, but bears kind of that um, needing to be shown as like being disappointed rather than being a disappointment. Um, I also fear rejection, as I said earlier. Um, I fear abandonment. I fear not being good enough. Um, lots and lots and lots and lots of fear basically is what I've started to realize is these fears have kept me very small and they've kept me from putting myself out there in ways that, you know, run the risk of those things being true. Um, and therefore I haven't even tried. And that's really sad when you start to think about like, oh, there are things that I want to do or things I want to pursue. Maybe it's dating. Maybe it's getting after my dream job. Maybe it's moving to a new city. Um, maybe it's, you know, pursuing my own, like starting my own business, these things that I really want to do. But all these fears just like come in they're like, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if you're not good enough? What if nobody cares? What if nobody buys the thing that you're trying to sell? Um, what if, you know, people are mean and they troll you on the on the internet? And like just all these things, like all these what if scenarios. And they keep you small. They keep you from doing the things that you really want to do. But more than that, the things you might feel called to. If you're a person who believes in Jesus, like you probably know, he often will nudge you in directions that feel uncomfortable. He will... Um, nudge you to things that like, when I say uncomfortable, I think it just, I just mean that it's like a little more risky. Like you want to do it and you're excited by it, but you're also a little scared because you know you can't do it on your own. Like that's where I think Jesus loves to nudge his people um, because our comfort zone is not a place where we're going to grow very much. That's just the truth. If you're, if you are content in a space and you are unwilling to step into any unknown or take any risk, like you'll be fine. You're just not really going to grow that much. Um, and so anyway, I just think Jesus loves to nudge us into those spaces where we have to trust him a little bit more and fear and self-limiting beliefs are going to keep us from trusting. They're going to keep us from having faith 
and they're going to keep us from getting after those things that we feel like we're supposed to do, which is really sad. And I did that a lot in my 20s. I think um, choosing to finally go travel like I did after I got out of debt was a big yes for me, a big scary yes, big risky yes. There was a lot of unknown. There were in my brain a lot of things that could go wrong and a lot of fears tried to voice their opinions in that season. But I said yes anyway, because I really believed it was something I was supposed to do. And lo and behold, it worked out. And I was able to travel for two years as a digital nomad, just living my best life traveling. And it there were moments it was extremely hard. And I'm pretty candid about that. But there, the moments where it was amazing far outweighed the ones that were hard. And so anyway, I've just loved, absolutely loved learning more um, about those fears, which probably sounds a little bit strange, but ignorance, they say ignorance is bliss, but really ignorance is ignorance. And so knowing now what those fears are and, um, knowing what those self-limiting beliefs have been for a decade plus have helped me now to be able to recognize them and call them out. Um, and with that, I want to talk a little bit about the inner critic. So we all have an inner critic in our head. Like there is a voice in our head that constantly wants to tell us you shouldn't, you can't, why would you, who would care? You're not good enough. You're not talented enough. You're not pretty enough, whatever it might be. Um, The inner critic is loud and present. And some people are extremely confident by nature. Maybe they don't hear the inner critic as loudly as others. Um, But I've heard the inner critic really loudly for a long time. And something else I did via counseling this in this season of life was naming my inner critic because I know the voice. I've heard it long enough for the last 10, 15 years that like I know when it's my inner critic. And so I named her and um, now I call her out when she starts to try to intrude or tell me not to, or tell me um, the risk is, it's too risky. It's not worth even trying. So my inner critic is named Candace. I don't know a Candace in real life. I'm sorry if your name is Candace, but that's the name of my inner critic. So I would highly, highly encourage you. Um, the next time you hear that voice in your head, that's telling you, don't do it. You shouldn't do it. No one will care. You're not good enough. You're not talented enough. Why would you even try? you hear that voice, call it out. Give it a name and say like, girl, you got to go. Like, I am not going to tune into what you're saying to me today. I am not going to live in this fear. I'm not going to play small just because there's a little bit of risk. Because honestly, this is really, really interesting. I was just on a my creative mastermind call earlier this morning and we were talking about um, a bunch of things. But one of the girls mentioned that, uh, you know, I'm starting some businesses on the side right now. And she talked a lot about how like the way she's seen me move into these things have been a lot like the way that I actually travel in real life. It's a lot of just exploring. It's a lot of like, all right, well, let's do this thing. Let's head into this new terrain. Let's let's take this path. Let's see what happens. And I thought that that was a really beautiful image for the way that I've been saying yes to things in the last five years is it's a lot of like, okay, well, there's a stepping stone. So I might as well just see what happens. I might as well just say yes. And um, I think what I've learned is that saying yes to these things, pushing past the fear, calling out our inner critic and saying yes anyway it involves risk and risk is scary for a lot of people. Unknown is scary for a lot of people, but I have learned um, that risk is a really great rewarder, but it's also a really great teacher. So 
sometimes we say yes to these things and they go great. Things happen and it's awesome. And we end up in a season that we never could have expected simply because we said that one yes. That is an instance in which risk brings great reward. It rewards you for attempting or saying yes to that risk. In other instances, risk is a really great teacher. So say you say yes to something and it doesn't go at all like you planned. You try to launch a business and it goes nowhere. You decide to move to a new city and it does not work out and you move back home. Um, You say yes to what you think is your dream job and then you realize you hate it. Like, those are risks in which you are going to learn. That Those are instances in which you can realize that risk is a really great teacher. And so I think if we start to look at any opportunity, any decision, any you know moment in our lives that require risk, that require us to take a risk, um, looking at it as, okay, I can say yes to this thing and either it's going to reward me or it's going to teach me something and I'm therefore I'm going to grow. And so I think for me, learning and acknowledging that risk is healthy, um, not all risks, there are certain risks. You got to kind of check yourself a little bit, but oftentimes risk can be really good for us in terms of it's going to push us out of our comfort zones. It's going to force us to grow. It's going to force us to face ourselves in ways we might not if we weren't taking that risk. Um, I think that that's a really beautiful way to look at any of those kind of decisions you're making that are scary. And so that's a big thing I've learned in the last five to 10 years. Um, But to even say yes to that risk, you have to push past fear and you have to call out your inner critic and choose to do it anyway. And so I think to sum this up, this kind of rant of mine about self-limiting beliefs It's that, you know, there's really no way to win, quote unquote, win or succeed at the things that you want to do if you don't even try. And part of even trying is acknowledging the spaces in which you might be limiting yourself or holding you back. Those self-limiting beliefs, um, those core beliefs that have been established since childhood which again are dependent on so many factors, your childhood, your parents, your upbringing, your experience as an adolescent. They just are constantly building upon that foundation of what you believe to be true about yourself and about the world around you. Um, But if you can um, start to recognize those core beliefs that are false, um, those beliefs that are holding you back and keeping you small and, you know, keeping you from even approaching anything that resembles risk, um, you're going to grow and you're going to learn. And I think you're going to live a more full and abundant life, which is something I'm super passionate about. I think it's ironic that, you know, I've been trying to, in through social media, through this podcast, through all the things that I kind of do on the internet and, and in my relationships in real life, like push and encourage in a hopefully helpful way, um, my friends to get out of their comfort zones and to say yes to the things that they really want to do. Um, All the while I've had these self-limiting beliefs of my own that I hadn't yet called out. I think I knew that things were holding me back. I just didn't know they were so rooted and established in fear. Um, And so being in this journey that I'm on this in this season of life through counseling and and um, working through some of those fears and those core beliefs, it's been really cool to see that like 
oh, I can call these things out and I can recognize what is true and what is false. I can kind of move past some of these self-limiting beliefs and doesn't mean they won't try to rear their head every once in a while, but I can recognize them now. And that's the most important part. It's not a, you know, like a light switch. It's not on or off. It's, you know, I recognize them now they're on the sidelines and ideally with time they'll be gone forever. But for now they're on the sidelines and I can call them out and I can push them away. I can tell my inner critic to like, just shut up and I can move forward and I can choose to, when I see, you know, a new path open up or a new opportunity present itself, even if there's risk involved, if I know that risk is a great rewarder and a great teacher, I'm going to be more willing to say yes, knowing that those fears and those false beliefs, those self-limiting beliefs are on the sidelines and I have control over them more than I've ever had before. And so, yeah, this whole like overcoming self-limiting beliefs has been really hard and slow work. And granted, I've only been (laughs) working on these intentionally for the last five months, maybe six months, I've learned that it's really, really worth it. Um, It's really worth talking to other people in your life, whether it's a counselor or therapist or a mentor. Um, We just did a podcast about mentoring with my friend Kelsey that you should definitely go back to and listen to if you haven't already. Um, Or if it's just a friend in your life, Um, just anyone that you can, or a parent, if you're really close with your parents, that's also a great place to have those conversations. But just talking with people that you trust. and working through the things that, you know, may be holding you back or keeping you small or the fears that you have realized have driven your decisions for a long time. Like there's so much healing that happens there and growth that happens there. And um, like I mentioned earlier, like it's easy to just stay where you are and not pursue that kind of growth, but it also means a smaller life. And um, I truly, as what I believe in following Jesus is that he has uh, an abundant life for us, um, far more full than we could ever imagine. And I think a big part of that for us is needing to recognize where we are holding ourselves back and what beliefs are keeping us small. And so anyway, yeah, that's kind of where we're at on overcoming self-loaning beliefs. This might be a little bit messy. Again, I've never done an Instagram live simultaneously while recording a podcast episode. Um, but I decided to look at that risk if we're to, you know, tie it all together and say yes to it and let this be a teacher for me or a rewarder for me. I don't know. Um, but either way, I'm proud of myself for saying yes to something that's a little bit scary in this moment and overcoming a self-limiting belief that nobody would care. Cause if I'm honest, before I hit that little button to turn on live here on Instagram. Um, I was like, who's going to tune in? And like, even right now, nobody's tuning in, but that's okay. I'm showing up and I'm showing up for myself and um, believing that my words and my story can help other people. um, I don't know, go to counseling or recognize the fears that have been driving their decisions or recognize things that they've believed since childhood that might not actually be true, but that they've been living as if they are true. Um, so yeah, I am just in a space right now. And I have been over this last week, if I'm honest, where I'm just really proud of myself. And that is not something that I've often felt. Um, not, it's not in this capacity. I've been very, very proud of myself in this season and particularly in this last week. Um, because I've been doing things that are very scary and involve risk, but that, I am doing anyway. And that's something to be celebrated. And um, I have a tendency to, if I decide to say yes to something and do it, I'll do it, but I will wait for it to be perfect 
or I will, you know, wait to feel ready or feel like it's, you know, whatever. I wait until a certain moment and that certain moment often never comes. And then I sometimes don't even do the thing that I set out to do. And instead, in this season, particularly, like I said, in this last week, I have said yes to things and put myself out there in ways that I wouldn't have a year ago. And instead of waiting for things to be perfect um, or continuing to let self-limiting beliefs hold myself back, I've just put myself out there and hoped slash trusted slash had faith that things would fall into place exactly the way that they're supposed to. Um, And if it's not the way I hope, then I learn from it and I pivot um, and I try new things and I grow. And so, uh, yeah, I I mentioned or I, I guess I posted on Instagram recently that I have officially launched a travel business, which is super exciting and makes a lot of sense um, given my story so far and the experiences I've had, particularly in the last four years um, when I was you know, working to get out of debt and I spent two years doing that, a year saving, and then I moved home uh, for a few months before traveling the world for two years. I did pretty much all of it solo, which was a feat in and of itself. I was terrified of traveling solo. I don't know if I say that enough, but like I never thought I would be somebody who solo traveled and I did it. And now it's my favorite way to travel, actually. Um, I mean, I love staying with friends and family and seeing people and meeting people, but there's something so freeing and um, confidence building and I don't know. You just are like, you feel like a badass when you solo travel, man. The first time is always the hardest. And then you like love it. I don't know. Anyway, it just makes sense now that I would move into a space where I um, can, in as many ways as as I'm able, help other people travel too. And it doesn't have to be solo travel by any means. That's definitely, I think, my sweet spot um, because I know what it feels like to be in that space before solo travel, during, after, and then continuing to be a solo traveler. But I, I also take trips with friends. <laughs> and I've gone on trips with like my friends who have families, like I love traveling in any capacity. And so, yeah, I've officially launched my little travel business. I um, currently am growing a series of digital travel guides for cities all around the world, which is super exciting. And that's a great way to get started. My goal in my travel guides for you guys is to help save you Uh, a lot of time because you're not doing all that research yourself, which trust me, takes a lot of time. The research itself took me, I don't know, almost a hundred hours probably just researching for one of my solo trips, uh, my big one around Europe, but still. So I am simplifying that for you guys by creating these travel guides that you can download um, and they have all the research done for you. So it saves you time. It's also going to save you a lot of money. Um, you're not, time is money, right? That's one thing. But then two, you're not needing to hire someone to do the research for you if you didn't have the time already. And so, you know, for the price of a cup or two of coffee, you can get a digital travel guide to all these really great cities around the U.S. And those are all on my website at janine.com slash shop. And yeah, over the summer, I'm going to be adding more and more cities. So if there's any cities that you're like, really wanting a digital travel guide to you just let me know uh send me an email or send me a dm on instagram and i'll be sure to add it to the list another thing that i have for you guys is the course that i put out last year the simple guide to solo travel so that is a more um kind of inclusive thing that you guys can get to if you wanted to learn more about the ins and outs of planning a solo trip um 
I advertise it as solo travel, but to be honest, the um, the processes, the systems, the um, things that I'm teaching you in there, all the tips and whatnot, they can be applied to any kind of trip, solo, with a partner, with friends, with family. Um, it's advertised solo because that, again, like I said, is my sweet spot, but really the principles in it can be used for any kind of travel. But I just know that once I got back from that first Europe trip, I was asked countless times, like, how did you do it? How did you budget? How did you know where to go? How did you stay safe? How did you how did you do XXXXYZ? Like all these things that I was getting asked about. And I just realized like, I want to be able to help more people. It's not sustainable for me to try to answer every email, every DM, every comment as one person. And this is not my business, right? Like I have, I'm a freelancer. I have other clients. Like I have other things going on. So I created the Simple Guide to Solo Travel to be a one-stop shop for those um, who were, you know, curious about how to do all the things that are involved with planning a trip, particularly a solo travel trip. Um, but again, can be used for anything. So we have the Simple Guide to Solo Travel, which is also all linked on my website. And then lastly, the thing that I just launched last week is my travel planning business. So I now offer custom personalized travel planning. There are multiple kinds of packages, so different price points, um, which is wonderful because I want to meet everyone where they're at and I want to be able to help you guys, again, save time, um, not have to do all the research yourself, um, potentially not even have to do the booking yourself, but also save money because I know that some travel planners can cost gosh, upwards of $100 an hour, which is a lot of money. And some are very much worth the money. Some of them are, you know, have been doing it for years and years. They have pre-established relationships with, you know, different hotels and and things like that. Um, but I want to be accessible to, you know, the everyday person like me, like myself. Um, so yeah, now I offer travel planning services. I'm currently working on a trip for a friend of mine, she's taking her first solo trip for her birthday in the fall to New York City, which is so fun. Um, and actually, New York City was the first place I ever solo traveled, which just brings up a lot of like nostalgic, sweet feelings. So I'm really excited to get to work on planning that trip for her. Um, so anyway, I wanted to do this podcast episode slash Instagram live simultaneously to talk about self-limiting beliefs, how to recognize them in your life how to call them out, how to overcome them, which is a slow and steady process, but it's absolutely worth every ounce of energy you put into it. Um, because when you do that, you're going to find yourself saying yes to a lot of more things that you want to do, that you're dreaming of doing, that you're feeling called to do. Um, because when you're able to recognize the fears that have been driving your decisions for a long time or the beliefs that you've believed to be true for like if you're like me your whole life, um, but that you then can recognize as things that are really just holding you back and keeping you small, you're going to be so much more able to say yes to the things that present themselves and the opportunities that open up. And like I said earlier, anything involving risk obviously is a little scary. Unknown is scary, but risk is a really great rewarder and a really great teacher. And if you're following Jesus in any capacity, like there's all the reason to have faith that he is going to get you through. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about overcoming those self-limiting beliefs today um, and talk about, you know, how, share with you guys rather about how this season has taught me a lot about saying yes anyway and showing up for yourself. And that's what I did in launching my travel business. 
um, I'm showing up for myself, something I'm passionate about, something that I'm experienced in, and something that I'm very capable of doing, um, but that I've let fears in the past tell me I'm not. And now I'm just calling them out. I'm saying to my inner critic, like, get out of here. I'm going to say yes to myself and I'm going to show up and I'm going to serve people. I'm going to help people get out into the world and explore it, see places they've dreamed of, especially in a post-COVID world. Like we want to be, we want to be out there, right? Like I'm stoked to take some trips this summer and I hope you guys are too. So I'm calling this my summer of yes. I'm just saying yes to the things that present themselves and that sound exciting and that I want to do. Um, And so I want to hear from you guys. What are you guys saying yes to this summer? Maybe it's taking a trip. Maybe it's deciding to go to counseling. Maybe it's moving to a new city or starting a business of your own. I want to know what things that you guys are going to say yes to this summer in what ways you're going to overcome those fears that have, you know, driven your decisions for a long time or those self-limiting beliefs you've had, how you're going to call those out and say yes anyway. Say yes to the risk. Trust that you are going to learn and you're going to grow and you're going to be rewarded in saying yes to those risks and just refuse to let those self-limiting beliefs any longer be um, the driving force in your life. So thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast episode and this Instagram live. This was super uh, scary for me to do. I've never done an Instagram live. Um, but I'm really proud of myself for doing it and for showing up in this space. So, um, yeah, this has been super fun and, uh, maybe I'll do more of these. I don't know. It's a lot, <laughs> but I'm hoping to do more because again, showing up for yourself requires doing things that are a little scary. So I hope you guys have a really great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that this conversation has encouraged you to step out confidently and say yes to the things that God has for you. Hey, while I've got your attention, I would absolutely love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and rated, reviewed, and subscribed to Wild Hearts with Janine. It would mean so much to me. All right, I will see you guys back here when the next new episode drops, when I'll be sitting down with another great guest to talk about another wild-hearted topic. But until then, you guys, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.